You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Well, good morning and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. This is a uh, drive time or other time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. And uh, I am your host today. I'm, I'm Pastor Brian Moore, one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. And it's my honor to sit in uh, Pastor Dan's seat today and host the show. I have uh, a great friend of mine, my best friend in the whole world, sitting across the table from me, my wife. Uh, Emily, how are you today? Um, I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. And we get to crack open the Word of God together um, today. We're in First Samuel chapter 27, and we love to get into the Word of God um, with you, and so we're thankful that you would join us. Also in the studio, we have our studio extraordinaire, Nick, over here. Nick, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Awesome, man. Good to have you. Thanks for doing what you do and making all this possible and um, working through all the all the kinks and all the stuff. You got all sorts of clicks and bells and whistles and faders <laughs> and things over there that you get to do. Yes, sir. And uh, you keep us in order, so thank you for doing that. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And it is Wednesday, July the 14th. Can you believe we are in the middle of July already? It's crazy. Time's flying. Man, it feels like this year has flown by when last year felt like it'd take about seven years to get through one year. Absolutely. uh, Here we are, middle of the year. And uh, anyway, we're in the Word of God, and uh, we're going to tell you how to get on board. If this is your first time or somehow you landed on the show, um, whether that's via WMIE 91.5 or our podcast or some way you found us, let us tell you what this is all about. Go ahead, Absolutely. Emily. Yeah, you can find us on the East Coast app or at a website, eccc.us, and you can find about find out about East Coast uh, information and events, any past sermons you might want to listen to, or morning breath episodes. Um, East Coast is also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're all over the place. And um, if you want to get plugged into a morning breath, find out what chapter we're going to be in. You can call the church office at 321-452-1060 and we can email you or snail mail you the information about East Coast and about morning breath. Yeah, we would uh, just really want you to get in the word. We believe the word of God will transform your life and getting into it regularly will uh, regularly transform your thinking and uh, how you do life. And Hopefully you could see some things in the Word of God with us like we see. We this is we just crack it open and read a chapter and let God breathe on it and talk about what God has breathed on. And we're excited to do that with you today. And so we do have a few things going on here at East Coast. And I want to just um, personally welcome you um, to our services, to one of our services across any of our campuses. If you're looking for a church home out there, we'd love for this to be your um, church home, East Coast Christian Center. We do have campuses in Vieira. We're building a building in Vieira right now that will um, hopefully com- be completed over the next year. Uh, 12 months or so, um, we'd be in that building. But we've been um, portable uh, temporarily in the uh, VR High School now for about six years. I think we were in the theater there at the avenues um, of Vieira Shopping Center for three years before that. For nine years, we've been over there in Vieira, and we're yeah, excited. It's been a while. If you're in that area, come check us out. Maybe you're in Coco. We have a campus off of Friday Road. And uh, it's a nice, small country church feel. It's really fun. Uh, maybe 80 to 100 seats in that room. And yeah, uh, two services there on Sunday mornings right off of Friday Road out in West Coco. We'd love to invite you to come be a part of that. And uh, we have two um, different locations here on Merritt Island, the Parkway Worship Center, which is our kind of a broadcast location, the old movie theater um, right in the center of uh, Merritt Island here at, um, on Courtney Parkway. We're actually recording this from um, this morning, as well as the Avenue Worship Center next door. We do have a Saturday night at the Parkway and three Sunday morning services, two Sunday morning service at the Avenue Worship Center. 
They have a coffee house there and a free breakfast for your kids at the Avenue Worship Center. There's a lot of great options for church, and we would love to just invite you to come. Come be a part of it with us. Absolutely. And uh, whether you've been away for a while or you've never been before or you just moved into the area, where there's a lot of people coming into the area um, here in Central Florida, and we would just love to invite you to come and be a part of it. And so come do some church with us. We all have some leadership things going on as well. We believe in leaders here at East Coast, and we want to invite you to be a part of that as well. These Thursday, next two Thursday nights, uh, we would love to uh, invite you, and this would be the 22nd of July and the 29th of July. We are um, finishing up uh, a leadership track. It's a growth track for leaders. It's two hours of teaching on Thursdays. There won't be one this week. It'd be the, the following um, two Thursdays. We would just love for you to come and be a part of that. And if you're at all a leader or want to be a leader or have thoughts of leadership or what does that even mean, what's it look like, come be a part of it. We want to teach you at 7 to 8, uh, I'm sorry, 7 to 9 p.m., for two hours of teaching on leadership. Uh, and then we also will kind of close out that leadership thing with a Global Leadership Summit, which is a global conference that we host here at, Mar at our Merritt Island campus. And you can get more information about these things on our website, eccc.us forward slash events. Sign up, come, be a part of it, and get into community, because uh, I really do believe that community is where lives get changed. And Amen. so get into a godly, God-honoring, Word of God community and watch what God does. It'll transform your family and your future Amen. and all sorts of other words, probably. Yep. All right. Absolutely. So we're in First Samuel 27. I have the New Living Translation of the Bible. I see your... Uh, new King James, always. Old, old faithful New King James Bible that uh, it looks like somebody got a hold of the middle of that Bible recently. Yes, the dog did. The dog. I was so upset. That sounds like Bible. a sounds like a, um, a sad... Um, I don't know, excuse at a, uh, in fourth grade when you're like, my dog ate my homework. Yes, absolutely. The book of Nehemiah will never be the same in this Bible, but Oof. you know, most of it made it through. How about this? Before we um, get into the chapter, would you tell folks out there, um, besides just being an incredible mom and wife and all that, what do you do here around East Coast and like what what, what, what's your ministry things looking like these days? Oh, more? these days I'm involved in small groups. I um, I help out with freedom groups. I also help out with um, some mission stuff here at the church. I um, I serve in the band on Saturday nights once a, once a month. I play keyboard just like every pastor's wife is supposed to do, right? That's no, what we yeah. do. We play yeah. keyboard. Apparently. No, that was old school. Back in the day, the pastor preached and the wife always played piano. So I'm a well-rounded pastor's wife. What I about marriage piano. stuff? You do some marriage things too. I'm super passionate about the marriage stuff that we do. We have a marriage mentoring program here at the church. And um, yeah, we are both certified marriage mentors and we take people through a marriage assessment and um, we sit with them and we have quite a few um, marriage mentors here at the church, couples who have been married at least 10 years, some of them as much as past upwards of 40 years and beyond. Um, who mentor people in their marriages. So it's pretty awesome. And what if somebody wanted to get some marriage mentoring? How would they do that? They can email us at marriage at eccc.us and we will hook you up with a couple. We try to uh, hook you up with a couple who is, um, who's going to be, obviously, if you've been married for 35 years and um, and there's some things you want to talk through, we're not going to give you a couple who has, uh, you know, been married 12 years. We're going to, we're going to hook you up with somebody who we feel like is going to be a great fit for you and your situation. And we've had a lot of success with this so far by the grace of God. It's an incredible program. You and I have both been through it as well and um, we really treasure our own marriage mentors and it's really special it's been good yeah so if you're out there and you, you say man my marriage could really use some mentorship or some help uh, we don't think it's a bad thing to get help for your marriage no, whether it's a good it's thing counseling or mentoring it's a it's a very good thing and it will encourage you and uh, hopefully propel you forward in your marriage but let's get into the word of god and let's do it. Uh, 
I'm going to, let's see how many verses we got. I think we have 14, we have uh, 12, sorry, 12 verses, 12 verses. I'm going to start. I'm going to let you get me started. I will read through verse six. seven. No, seven, six is like right in the middle of a verse. Or right oh, in the middle okay. of a, so let me get through seven. You pick it up at eight and uh, we'll go from there. We get me started. Oh, absolutely. I must say unto you, my husband reads that. All right. But David kept thinking to himself, someday Saul is going to get me. The best thing I can do is escape to the Philistines. Then Saul will stop hunting for me in in Israelite territory, and I will finally be safe. So David took his 600 men and went over and joined Achish, son of Maok, the king of Gath. David and his men and their families settled there with Achish at Gath. David brought his two wives along with him, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, Nabal's widow from Carmel. Word, whoa, I just like rolled up and missed like a verse. There we go. Here we go. Word, word soon reached Saul <laughs> that David had fled to Gath, so he stopped hunting for him. One day David said to Achish, if it, is, if it is all right with you, we would rather live in one of the country towns instead of here in the royal city. So Achish gave him the town of Ziklag, which still belongs to the kings of Judah to this day. And they lived there among the Philistines for a year and four months. And David and his men went up and raised the Geshurites, the Gerzites and the Amalekites, for those nations were the inhabitants of the land from of old. And you go to Shur, even as far as the land of Egypt. Whenever David attacked the land, he never he left neither man nor woman alive, but took away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the apparel, and returned and came to Achish. Then Achish would say, Where have you made a raid today? And David would say, against the southern area of Judah, or against the southern area of Jeremielites, or against the southern area of the Kenites. David would save neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, saying, lest they should inform on us, saying, thus David did, and thus was his behavior all the time he dwelt in the country of the Philistines. So Achish believed David, saying, he has made his people Israel utterly abhor him. Therefore, he will be my servant forever. Amen. So I have the uh, I have the privilege of like you know living with the, my co-host uh, at this point. Usually uh, when we come down, we do the show. We uh, we don't discuss anything prior to the show. But this morning before I left the house, my wife said, "Oh, God's so good. He spoke so many things out of here." So I would love to hear. She didn't <laughs> tell me what they were, but she did say, "Oh man, God was so faithful." When I read it the first time, I really didn't get much. I would have said, and I didn't say this, but I said this, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, this is a tough chapter, really, you know, something to jump off the page at me. But as you read it, a couple of things did jump off the page at me this morning, which is cool. But tell me what it is that uh, you feel like I was showing you in the chapter. It'd be great to share. Um, Yeah. When I read it last night, I just thought, well, I didn't get much out of that. And then this morning I woke up and I opened my eyes, maybe even before my eyes were open. This is one of the reasons why I love going to bed, reading some word um, before I go to bed at night. And then waking up and reading it is God can download stuff on you before you even open your eyes. Um, And I started to think about how David is in this awful position in life. He's being hunted by his own king, who he was always faithful to, who he always treated well. Um, He had done nothing worthy of being hunted down by the king, except the king was super jealous of him. Um, And he's he literally has to run to enemy territory to be able to be safe he said there is nothing better for me than that i should speedily escape to the land of the philistines and i just thought that stinks when you're in a position in life where you go there's nothing better for me than to go live in enemy territory that's a that's a bad position to be in life 
But I also thought when David was in a position and sometimes when we're in a position in life where it seems like there's no solution in the natural or there's no good solution and we say what David said, there is nothing better for me than whatever that last option might seem to be. But I see that God can prosper us anywhere we are. Absolutely, he can prosper us. And David even took his whole household with him to enemy territory. He's just like, all right, all the wife and kids, his 600 men, all their, you know, he's, he's got a lot of people. He's got women, he's got children, and they're heading off to the land of the Philistines. This is not a God-fearing country. This is not like, oh, we're going to go here and we're going to join a great church there and it's going to be awesome. They're going to have a great children's ministry there for our kids and our wives are going to be able to go to Bible study. It's none of that. They're carting their family off to enemy territory and you would in the natural not think, oh, this is going to be a great place where God's going to do great things through us. But here we see God doing great things through David. He's not telling the king, he's not telling Achish that he's that he's off, you know, raiding the Amalekites or something. When the king asks him, he's like, oh, where were you today? Where did you raid? He said, oh, I was in the southern territory of Judah and making the king think that he was, you know, he was raiding on his own people and that he was becoming one of the Philistines. But in reality, God was doing mighty things through David during this time when he was in the natural, when nothing should have been going right. And it seemed like a last resort. God had a plan. Yeah, this is a, this is not just like, hey, I'll go over to there. This is like the, this is the people that he, that David has made famous for killing Goliath. Like Goliath, the Philistine, right? Like he goes and now fights for the army that he was the hero of Israel that killed Goliath, right? And the thing that Saul actually was jealous about of like, if we look back in the early in this chapter where Saul is saying, you know, well, David killed 10,000. Really, David hadn't killed 10,000. David had killed one dude. And like, they was jealous about this whole yeah. like thousands of people that David had made, you know, made himself famous over, right? Yeah. And David was just being faithful and actually took out the giant of the Philistines. And now he's going over to join their army, going into the into their land. We're not talking about like, hey, I'm just going to move across the street because, you know, I, I just really don't like this side of how the sun sets over here or something. Like, we're talking oh, about yeah. the king chasing you, pursuing you. You've got no other resort except for to take everything that you know, all the men following you. How about the leadership that it would take for actually David to like lead oh, yeah. 600 of his men and his family into the enemy court, really, and going, hey, yeah. we're going to go over there now, guys. Like, this is our only option. Like, Basically, we're going to surrender, quote unquote, to the to the enemy over here. We're going to go over. There's no surrender actually in this conversation, but he's, it just says, "Hey, we're going to go over there." And then, oh, by the way, you know what? We'd rather live out in the um, out in the you know suburbs, if you will. Like we want to kind of be out in the fields. Would you mind us like being out over there, King? And he goes, "Okay." And the blessing of God in the midst of this like hard leadership decision. And I don't know what your decisions might look like out there, mom, dad, sister, brother co-worker, leader, CEO of your business, whatever it might be, there are some hard leadership things you got to do. But when you hear God's voice in it, there is a blessing as your obedience Amen. and as you're, you know, you, you obey the, the voice of God and walk into that place. It might look like absolute ridiculous. Now, the, the grace of God today, we have we have counselors, we have mentors, we have other people that we can talk to about these things. David out on his own with his 600 men didn't have anyone to go, hey, by the way, what do you think about this option? He had to actually just be led by God, by the voice of God, by what he felt was the Lord. And man, how hard can that be? Like, yeah. I know as a dad or as a husband, like, 
I we make decisions sometimes. We're like, man, I hope this is the Lord. I'm sure that was going on in David in this point. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not talking about like just you know, hey, I'm going to go over there and do it myself. He took it all, like you said. All yeah. of that went over there. That had to have been incredibly difficult. Yeah, absolutely. I remember um, if we have time for a little story. Go ahead. Can I tell story time? Yeah. I love telling stories. Sure. So I'll sit we Indian were, style on the floor. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I'll rock in my rocking chair here. So we were uh, living in a house, and it was um, it was a great house. We loved it. We loved the neighborhood. We had incredible neighbors. And um, there's this one house up the street from us, like two houses down from us that had a great family in it and kids who are our kids' age. And we lived in that house for a decade, actually. Um, a lot of great memories there. And um, at one point, we were when we were living there, it was during back in like 2006, 2008, when the housing market had a problem we'll just say and um, everybody you know everybody all of a sudden who moved in there was you know people were upside down in their houses and it was tough and tough times and we were upside down too and but um this one family had it really hard and they ended up going to foreclosure and um they moved away and when the new family moved in it was hard because um, there was a lot of criminal activity that was um, that was happening at that house, and um, eventually things got peaceful when when they went to uh, you know when somebody went to jail because they were gone. But eventually yeah. they came back after you know the jail time was over, and still criminal activity persisted. And um, I just remember telling God, God, I don't feel safe here anymore. It's it's hard. It's hard having my kids not feel like they can play in the front yard anymore. It's hard feeling like they can't ride their bikes around the neighborhood anymore. It's 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 just not what it used to be. And I thought, you know, sometimes it's it's David's situation might feel literal to you where you feel like where I'm at, the house that I'm in isn't very nice. I don't feel like I can entertain here or it doesn't feel safe for my kids to be able to play here or whatever. And you feel stuck in a circumstance that feels difficult for practical reasons. And I remember I just told God, God, I'll stay here as long as you want me to stay here in this neighborhood that I used to love, but it's a little more difficult for me now. And, um, and I said, God, it's just not safe though. I said, God, it's just not safe. And God spoke two words to me, and it gave me all the grace that I needed to stay where he had called me to stay. He said, it's safe. Yeah. And I just needed to know that. And just like with David bringing his family there, God kept his family in enemy territory. And where we were at, I found that I just needed to get over my fears. And my kids were still able to play in the front yard, and it was fine. And God kept my kids safe, and he kept us safe. And for all the time that he called us to live there, for all those years, God kept us safe. God God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think, even in the circumstances where you think the circumstances have to change. But maybe it's your heart that needs to change and realize God is with you there. God is with you in your home. God is with you in those circumstances. God God is with you in that neighborhood. God is with you in enemy territory. Wherever you're at, you can look up. There's an old hymn that says, um, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And some people today might need to look up. You might need to stop looking around you and being frustrated by circumstances um, and just look up. Yeah, you know the the idea of... Um of just looking up in the midst of your mess, if you will, like in the midst of your difficult situation. You know, there's a there's a God who hears, there's a God who saves, there's a God that we um, trust with our whole life. And, um, 
you know, if he can get David out of a mess, he can get you out of a mess. Mm-hmm. And we just sometimes lose sight of that. And I mean, I, I just, as you quoted that, the, the song there, I thought, think about the person who wrote that song however many years ago, yeah. a hundred maybe. I mean, it's an old hymn. Who knows? It could be hundreds of years ago, right? Yeah. That person had no idea what kind of encouragement that was going to bring to so many people. I've heard people quote that song for years yeah. and years and years, it's right? It's a classic now. It is a classic. But you think about if God was faithful to that person who wrote that song, like somebody sat in their mess and probably got God spoke to them about, hey, just look into my eyes, look full in my wonderful face. I'll get you out of this. I will be faithful. You know, all the things will grow strangely dim. You know, yeah. it's so he's the same God yesterday, today and forever. He wants to do that for you as much as he wanted to do that for anyone else. We started this program by you talking about you know marriage mentorship. Maybe you're in a marriage that is an absolute train wreck, like yeah. just a disaster at home. And you hate going home to that. And you're like, do I have to, God? Yes, God wants to do exceedingly more abundantly than you could ask, think, or imagine your marriage and your family. And you might be going to work today. I remember there was a season I was driving to work for four and a half years, and most of those four and a half years, it was a challenge for me on my inside, not because the work was hard or because the people I worked with were hard. I actually enjoyed doing what I did, but it was not what I wanted to be doing, right? Like it was not the the end goal, if you will. And it was a grind, quote unquote, to go to work and go to school at night, two nights a week that I was trying to get some training, to get some equipping, to get ready to do, to be prepared for what God would have for me down the road, right? And there's a grind. All of us go through seasons of the grind. And this was this was like, honestly, this was approaching the end of David's season of grind. Yeah. But he didn't know that. He had no idea that this was so close to the breakthrough, that this was so close. Let's say he had to live there for a year and four months. Yeah, that's a good this, bit. This was not just overnight that he just went over into enemy territory. They, like, lived there and yeah. had to deal with that for a year, you know, 16 months of their lives. Oh, yeah. I mean, in 16 months, a lot can change. That's yeah. a long time. That's not just for a couple of days and you can just kind of, you know— grip on you know white knuckle it for a little bit like they had to actually embrace the culture they probably had to embrace all sorts of things in that process and you know what i would just encourage you you know you can do it like you can make it like if i could if i could cheer you on one more time one more day one more hour come on you can do it you know let let the god of the universe the creator king of kings lord of lords friend that sticks closer to a brother be the nearest closest thing to you and if you need encouragement i'm telling you get into community get to church get around some people that are that have walked through some of these things that's why that mentorship program that we talked about is so good because people have walked through stuff that we're walking through we need people in our life that are 10 years down the road from us that can walk us through we have that ability today in a local church environment in a community of believers to do that don't try to do it alone this would have been an incredibly hard leadership move for david alone doing that but he did have 600 people. He did have a group of people they were doing it together with to go, come on, we can do this. And hopefully they're encouraging. And we look in the Psalms and we see, you know, David encouraging himself in the Lord even. Like, Amen. come on, encourage yourself today in the Lord. God wants to do more than you could ask, think, or imagine. We're going to get to a break. We'll come back and close out the show. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right. So uh, just in closing of the show, I think Emily has a, a little something else uh, that stuck out. Go ahead and let, share it. we got a little time here. Absolutely. I just thought this might be for someone um, that when I look at this story and I see David is um, that Saul has treated David with incredible disdain. I mean, he's, he's absolutely given David everything he doesn't deserve. And, um, and I just thought there might be somebody out there who um, you've been treated badly by somebody who's supposed to care for you, that somebody's supposed to love you, somebody's supposed to care for you, and they treat you with disdain, or maybe they've been jealous of you. Maybe it's a boss or, or a parent or something like that, that David's heart was able to 
stay pure and not become bitter at Saul, that David was, that God took him up. Even the word says that if your own parents forsake you, the Lord will take you up. And I just felt like that was for somebody today. I don't know who you are or what your situation was or is, but I know that the Lord will take you up. That doesn't matter um, what other people do to you. It doesn't matter who was supposed to care for you, supposed to love you, supposed to treat you a certain way or um, or to protect you even and who has neglected to do that in your life but the Lord will take you up God was everything that David needed him to be and God will be everything that you need him to be for you as well yeah let him be the helper let God be your helper let him be your comforter let him be the the thing that empowers you to forgive even to walk through a process of loving someone even when they don't deserve love that's a challenging thing and I know I'm at that just you know maybe make that seem too easy but um, you can do it you are able and by the spirit of God on the inside of you as a believer you are able greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world today and let's uh let's rest in who Jesus is and be able to overcome in Jesus name so have a great day we'll uh we'll be back with you soon God bless you guys We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.